sharing news and community information that truly matters to you for Michiana. This is Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark.
short of God's glory. Sometimes we don't know which way to turn, so we just turn to the negative stuff in life that we probably shouldn't be doing. And sometimes that may be getting drunk to where we hurt other people. Maybe it's getting doing drugs where we shut the whole world out. Maybe it's being abusive in the wrong ways, whether physical or emotional. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and realize who's in charge. The devil will creep in into our lives. The devil creeps into everyone's lives, whether you're just followers or not. He knows where to gain that control. He knows exactly where he ought to be. Sometimes we gotta fight that urge and resist the devil and submit to God. Just like in War Room, there was a couple that was fighting for her marriage. She fought really hard in the end of that trial and tribulation. She won her man back. The devil tried to intervene in every situation possible in that movie, but it never worked. The power of prayer works. We looked at different ways of prayer, whether you're praying in Spanish or you're saying how powerful your God is or you're saying raise up the generation so they can be the best you can be. Prayer comes in all forms. It could be silent prayer. It could be a write down prayer. Who knows? You can pray to car. You could pray walking down the street. Sometimes people will say prayer never works without action. Yes, indeed. Sometimes you can do all the praying you want and you feel like nothing's ever going to get done. But you keep on praying and it happens. Life can get in the way. But all it takes is 30 seconds of asking Jesus into your heart and knowing he is there. Plain a simple ad, Lord, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. Those two sentences, all it takes, and Jesus will be welcome into your heart. But if you're not there yet, that's okay too. We all have the journey that we need to go on. And sometimes that journey may be when we hit 50 years old and we're on our deathbed and all of a sudden we say, Lord, come into my heart and forgive my sins. He is waiting for each and every one of us. It doesn't make a difference whatever race you are, whoever transgender, whatever you may be, Lord could be waiting for you. We don't know when the day of the hour will come, but hopefully when it is time, you are ready. So if you need to take time to let Jesus in your heart, simply say, Lord, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. These are some different ways that we can pray. Anyone can pray. I pray that everyone out there is safe from whatever abuse they may be, whether it's spiritual, mental needs, physical needs, spiritual needs, emotional needs, whatever needs there's out there. I pray that the Lord will keep you safe and protect you. I pray safety over our kids and students and teachers as they go back to school and work. We pray for this whole country right now. We need prayer in our sorts of ways. Whether we believe in power of prayer or not, it's up to you. 
but sometimes we need to just let it loose and tell that devil to get on out where he came from. Just like she did in War Room, the devil never wins. Take care and have a wonderful week. Here is the Lord's Prayer in Spanish. Padre Nuestro, our Father, que estás en el cielo, who art in heaven, santificado sea tu nombre. How would be thy name? Venga tu reino. Thy kingdom come. Hágase tu voluntad. Thy will be done. En la tierra. Como en el cielo. On earth it is in heaven. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Give us this their daily bread. Perdona nuestras ofensas. And forgive us our trespasses. Como también nosotros perdonamos. As we forgive those. A los Que nos ofende. Who trespass against us. No nos dejes caer en tentación. And there is not in temptation. Y libranos del mal. Amen. But deliver us from evil. Amen. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo. Santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino. Hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Perdona nuestras ofensas. Como también Nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. God answers prayer in the most unique way. Take a listen to another prayer in War Room. Just how amazing God is when it comes to answering prayer. He did. Well, what did he say? Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, Lord. See, I told you, Elizabeth. I told you that God would fight for you. Oh, Jesus. All right, baby, I'll talk to you soon. Jesus.
We're going to take a listen to some of the prayers in the movie The War Room. The devil will never outwin our Lord Jesus Christ. Take a look of how this individual in War Room has overcome by telling the devil what he needs to hear. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. 
you are, devil. But I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done. Jesus is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. times we feel broken down and tired. Here are some ways that we can work on our wellness as well as we can work with mental health and everything else around us. You can track gratitude achievement with a journal which you will include three things you were grateful for and three things you were able to accomplish each day. You can set up a summer getaway. It could be camping with friends or a trip to the tropics. Work your strengths, do something you're good at to build self-confidence, and then tackle a tougher task. Here's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. You don't have to see the whole staircase, but just hit the first step. Think of something in your life you want to improve and figure out what you can do to take a step in the right direction. Experiment with a new recipe. You can also show love to someone in your life who you hold dear. Other ways that you can work on wellness would be to boost brain power by treating yourself to a couple pieces of dark chocolate every few days. If you are living with mental illness or recurring process, visit www.mentalhealthamerica.net slash feels like. And remember, you are not alone. If you're feeling anxious, channel your inner child and do some coloring for about 20 minutes to help you clear your mind. They do have adult coloring books out, which are pretty relaxing. Go off the grid. Leave your smartphone at home for a day and disconnect from constant emails, alerts, and other interruptions. Dance around while you do your housework. Not only will you get chores done, but dancing reduces levels of 
testosterone, which is a stress hormone. It increases endorphins, which is the body's feel-good chemicals. Relax in a warm bath about once a week by adding some salts to smooth aches and pains. Let, if something's bothering you, let it all out on paper. Spend some time with the furry friend. Here's a quote by Henry David. What lies before us and what lies behind us are smalls, are small matters compared to what lies within us. And you will bring what is within out of into the world. Miracles happen. You can also try prepping your meals or picking out your out your clothes for the work week. Practice forgiveness. Try to find a silver lining in something kind of cruddy that happened recently. If you're feeling stressed, smile. It may not be the easiest thing to do, but smiling can help to lower your heart rate and calm you down. Send a thank you note. Do something with friends and family. Perhaps have a cookout. Go to a park or play a game. Take 30 minutes to go for a walk in nature. This could be a stroll through a park or hike in the woods. Maybe make sure you enjoy 15 minutes of sunshine sunshine, and apply some sunscreen. And here is a quote from Albert Einstein. Anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Try something outside your comfort zone to make room for adventure and excitement in your life. And this comes from the Mental Health America. And you can find more information at www.mentalhealthamerica.net slash may. Hope you find some ways that you can work on your mental health as well as working on your wellness. Take care and have a wonderful day. You're broken down and tired of living life on a merry-go-round. You can't find a Bring it to his feet.
morning on the learning curve. South Bend Community School students start classes today. And students might see some new faces both among the students and staff as they return. ABC 57's Morgan Clark is live inside Cochlord Elementary School with many of those new faces. Morgan, good morning to you and your guest. Yeah, good morning, Rich and Summer. I'm joined here by the new face himself. It is Dr. Davion Lewis, CEO of the South Bend Empowerment Zone. And um, we're going to be talking about the staffing here. Um, from what I understand, you're prepared for today. We are. But there might be some future hiccups as we go into the school year. Can you talk about possible positions um, may need filled throughout the school year? Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, South Bend uh, Community School Corporation, like uh, all districts across the nation are tackling teacher shortages, right? But that's also including support teachers, administrators, so on and so forth. Uh, fortunately, we are in a pretty good place right now across our five schools at Coquillard. In particular, we are fully staffed to begin today. So parents, students, don't worry, your teachers will be here. Uh, but we're always thinking about making sure that we have substitutes, we have support teachers, and that we have a bench of folks. In the event teachers get sick, have emergencies, and need to call out, we um, can make sure that we have adequate staffing. Um, and so if folks are interested, if they're interested in being teachers, if uh, uh, we can support them with uh, entering into the profession, please go to our website, www.sbez.org, or they can go directly to the corporation website um, to learn more about other opportunities to be in an amazing profession. And who can help? Do you have to have a teaching degree to sit on the bench for this? So ideally, yes, uh, if you want to be a teacher in one of the core subject areas, but we also have support teacher roles, paraprofessional education roles, peace builder, uh, family engagement coordinator roles, and we also have various admin, uh, support staff uh, roles as well. Um, and for those roles, you don't need a, a teaching certification. Uh, but even if you don't and you're interested, there are plenty of teacher preparation programs that we can support you with, uh, either identifying or getting uh, entrance into. Um, so again, if you're interested, in uh, joining the profession, please visit our website. But if you are a community member or community partner, parent, you're interested in volunteering, reading to our students, supporting an after-school activity, uh, coaching a, a, a sports team, please visit our website as well. We're always looking for folks who want to support uh, our students. All right, thank you so much. And we'll have a link to that on our website as well on abc57.com a little later on today. Stick with us this morning, and we're going to be... Summer break is officially over for students in South Bend. Classes began today for the district. That includes the five schools in the South Bend Empowerment Zone. It was also the first day of school for the zone's new CEO. WSVT 22's Operation Education reporter Kristen Bean got a chance to sit down with him to talk about his plans. <laughs> The Empowerment Zone was created in 2019 to turn around Navarre Middle School and its four feeder elementary schools. It's now three years into a five-year plan and seeing improvements. This new chief will help pave the way for the next two years. Meet Dr. Davian Lewis. The old African adage, it takes a village, is really true. That's always been the case. Um, it's just uh, needed more now than ever before. Today is his first day of school, but not his first day as part of this village. Lewis took over the role of chief executive officer two weeks ago. We sat down with him on his second day on the job. Working uh, with uh, 
in communities where the uh, children uh, look like me um, and share some of my uh, personal background and experiences is always something uh, that's appealing to me. That personal background includes not only being the first in his immediate family to go to college, but also to get his master's and PhD. So from like a first-hand experience, I do understand the importance that um, having a high quality education plays in changing the trajectory in someone's life and really uh, the role that great education plays in uplifting communities as a whole. His professional background is vast. Most importantly, zone leaders say he has experience leading academic changes in school communities like this one. We've got to build trust if we're going to make progress. And, and I really think, I mean, he's dynamic, he's outgoing, he's going to be and, and he's just uberly intellectual, so he's going to be able to connect with families, but then also do the hard detail academic work that we need to help their children. There are a lot of things that are already working really well um, here in the empowerment zone. Um, and so I'm not coming in, um, unless the data tells me otherwise, I'm not coming in to kind of turn everything upside down and start from scratch. He does have his work cut out for him. While zone schools have seen improvements over the past three years, there is still a lot of work to do. So what I'm looking to do through the lens of the data is to figure out what's working, let's enhance those things, what's not working, tweak, make it better, the things that we no longer need, let's streamline, and let's make sure that we are um, appropriately uh, utilizing uh, funds because that's also an important part. Lewis admits huge challenges lie ahead, including a talent shortage on all levels in public education and a renewed emphasis on school safety. Not only that, but Lewis will help formulate a plan for what's ahead for the zone schools after two years. What I'd like to focus on, irrespective of the outcome um, at the end of the two years, is to making sure um, that our eighth graders um, who will be leaving Navarre, um, which is really the epicenter of the empowerment zone, that they can seamlessly transition to any um, South Bank Community Schools high school. He says that outcome will take a community to achieve, but he's up to the challenge. I know historically, uh, especially in communities like this, um, there's been a divide between what's happening at school and what's happening at home. Um, and from my vantage point, um, that's a mistake. Um, uh, schools uh, and families need to be working in concert to support um, the kiddos. And so what, if there is nothing else, what I would say to parents is we need you. Uh, you are a part of this puzzle. Lewis says over the next several weeks, he'll be talking with community members, school families and stakeholders. Then at the end of September or in early October, he'll share a roadmap of how he believes the zone should move forward. Go to this story on our website to see some of the improvements that are already happening in the zone. In the studio, Kristen Bean, WSBT 22 News. Hey. County is headed to back to class today. The Madison, uh, Penn Harris Madison School Corporation. Yeah, we're talking about enrollment of around 11,000 kids. It's a big district and they have a whole lot of plans for this new school year. Samantha Albert is live for us this morning at the high school. Samantha, looks like you have the principal with you now. Yep, you guys, I do. We are here getting ready to welcome more than 3,000 students back for another school year. And Principal Sean Gallagher here is here to tell me about what's new this school year. 
Well, we, we're going to start off, we're going to welcome over 800 brand new students to our school this year, freshmen joining us, and we're excited. As we think about a new school year, there are a lot of wonderful opportunities, new beginnings for students, and um, with uh, several new staff joining us this year, it's going to be a wonderful year, and we're excited to welcome them. I'm excited, too, and with so many kids in the school, how does the faculty make sure students don't feel like they're just another number? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, one of the things we have, uh, we have achievement academies at Penn High School, and we have several academies designed to help our school feels smaller um, and so our staff spend lots of time developing relationships the first uh, several days of the school year to help build community um, help students feel connected to their classmates and their teachers okay and what do you think students most enjoy about coming and, and being here at Penn High School Penn High School is a place of opportunity I think students have uh, can really find you know places where they can excel there's so many things to get involved in clubs extracurricular activities um, academic competitions so I think um, uh, any student's gonna find their niche here at Penn High School and be able to kind of uh, find opportunities for them to grow in that area incredible and a new year means new opportunities you guys and we will be back shortly talking all about safety here but for now I'll send it back to you guys in we have several school districts headed back to class, including two of the biggest school districts in Michigan. That means a happy rooster this morning. <laughs> yes. And we have team coverage for you this morning with Matt Yaroslavic standing by with your school bus forecast. And Samantha Albert is hanging out with us this morning and is ready to show off what's new this year at PHM. But first, we begin our team coverage in South Bend. Yes, they are going back to today. Yeah, Melissa Stevens joins us now live from Madison Steam Academy this morning. Melissa, a lot of excitement on this first day. A lot of excitement. In fact, it won't be long before students are in here. 720 roughly is when doors open around here, so it's going to be exciting. A little inspiration for this first day of school. You know, I love these little sayings. We're actually in the innovation lab here. Really cool, and I'm joined right now by the principal, Amanda Shinecki. Tell us a little bit about this. First day, this room kind of is a pinnacle of what Madison Steam Academy is all about. Yes, so this is our innovation lab. They work on the uh, robots and programming, coding in here, uh, K-5 across the board. You wouldn't imagine what the standards that we can hit here in, in the innovation lab with um, just the coding and programming and the robotics that are going on in here. Uh, but we also have the makerspace next door. So we are a STEM certified school, we're a STEAM Academy. So this is the heart of Madison. So what these are two of our specials that we offer here. So we can, something unique that Madison can offer the community here at Madison. Oh, it's so cool. And I want to mention, you guys are the largest elementary school in the corporation. That's really cool. How many students do you have? We currently have 620 students uh, and we're still enrolling. So if your child is not uh, enrolled in school, we are a magnet school. So we're open for enrollment. There you go. And any exciting changes this year? So here at Madison, we are going to have, in addition to Boys and Girls Club, uh, we're going to have after school clubs. We're going to have a robotic club here, which our innovation lab teacher will teach. We're gonna, going to have uh, a STEAM club. We're going to have a literacy club. We're going to have an art club. So we're going to offer many things after school uh, besides what we do offer during the day. Yeah, just excited to see the students back in a little bit. We cannot wait. I heard you this morning say it's like Christmas morning. It is. <laughs> I don't know if the kids will definitely or necessarily agree with me on that one, but I do. I can't wait. We've been preparing a very long time for this. Yeah. So we're excited for them. We'll see them soon, like in an hour. Just about an hour. And I want to end something with my favorite corner of the entire room. Look at that. We've got some office fans in here. There you go, guys, as I send things back to you. 
officials in Marion County have some boxes you should check first? Yeah, our Ibrahim Samra is in Marion County and tells us what those are. It's that time of year again. We're getting ready for the for the next school year. As students head back to school, Marion County Health Officer Guy Miller is laying out his back to school checklist. Back to school is more than just making sure your backpack's full. Uh, as a health department, we're focused on health. We're focused on keeping kids in the classroom. In it includes immunizations against infectious diseases such as measles, chickenpox, whooping cough, and hepatitis B, all required by state law. Requirements also include hearing and vision screenings for kindergartners. And by next year, Miller says children entering kindergarten must have a dental screening done too. That's another great thing, just make sure that parents are getting good oral health for their kids, that the kids are getting good dental uh, screenings uh, early. A blood lead screening and a sports physical is also recommended. Miller is saying although recent immunization records have decreased since the COVID-19 pandemic, their goal is staying the same. We want to see kids in person, in, in person classroom instruction is very important to us. Um, and the more kids we can have in, I think the better uh, quality education our county, our kids are going to get. Now, for more information on what you need to do before your student head back to school, you can head to our website and click on the story or by simply contacting your local health department. Reporting here in County, I'm Ibrahim Samra for 16 News Now. on the learning curve. Many kids return to school this week. It's always important, though, to be careful on the roads and not just in school zones either. ABC 57's Morgan Clark joins us live outside of the station with some safety tips for drivers and parents. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Rich. I'm joined here by Sergeant Ted Bonner with the Indiana State Police. And uh, can you give us some tips here for drivers as, they, as kids head off to school this year? Yeah, here within the next couple of days, the majority of the schools in our area are going to be back in session. So it's time to get ourselves in that mindset that we're going to be seeing kids uh, heading to bus stops and depending where you, where you live, uh, actually walk into school as well. Uh, and as we all know, kids, especially young ones, can be unpredictable. So we need to um, be watching out for them. Uh, and also, you know, we shouldn't assume anything either. So it's a good time to have that conversation with our kids about uh, walking safely to the, the bus stop, staying on the sidewalks, if they don't have sidewalks, to the uh, right side of the road, uh, and to watch out for traffic as well. And then hopefully make sure that they have something reflective on their backpacks. Most backpacks are going to come with something reflective, uh, so headlights will reflect off of that, especially when we're in the early, early morning hours as well. I was just about to ask you what advice you have for parents sending their kids off to school on the bus stop, but you hit that nail on the head. Are there any other um, advice or tips that you have for both parents and drivers um, or any common errors you think that people have or mistakes? I think we can make that assumption, uh, you know, that the kids know what to do year after year. But, uh, you know, so that's why it's important uh, to have that, that talk uh, before, before school starts because the last thing we want is something tragic to happen. And then also us just know that it's going to take a little bit longer in the morning as, as we're encountering buses on the road, which we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, but just to, kids can be unpredictable and just uh, be, be a good driver and, and watch out for them so we don't have a tragic story that we need to talk about. Thank you so much. Very important information this morning as the kids head off to school. A lot of them heading back this week. And stick with us here on ABC 57 News.
school buses are on the roads and it's important to be extra vigilant as you head to work every morning and plan ahead come on you can do that melissa stevens is live for us this morning in st joe county with some very important reminders hey melissa Good morning. Yeah, and with two of our largest corporations starting tomorrow, Penn and South Bend, it's really important to keep these things in mind. Sergeant Ted Bonner, we're talking about reminders on when to stop for a school bus. Can you kind of remind us of that? Yeah, it's, it's what we like to do coming into the school year, even after the longer breaks, always kind of get back to that, know when to stop. I think we're all pretty good of knowing that when we're behind a school bus uh, and those red lights come on, the stop arm comes out like we need to stop. Also pretty good is if we're on a two-lane road and we're approaching a school bus, we know to stop. But the problem uh, and the, the, the fuzzy area is when we're on a road that has multiple lanes going in the same direction, like a good example here behind us. This one here is an example of when all lanes oncoming and, and approaching with the bus would have to stop because the center median was called an improved median. It's paved, it can be driven over. Now, if you have an example of like a grassy median, a concrete barrier wall, a uh, cable barrier, that's when oncoming traffic is not required to stop. It just needs to slow down and proceed with caution. Um, but that th these are the roads that, that can get people and, but as a rule of thumb, when in doubt, just stop. Yeah, really good reminders for us. And I want to talk about teen drivers, right? A lot of kids may have gotten their license over the summer. This may be the first school year that they're driving. And what would you say to parents right now? Yeah, this is a great time to have that conversation with those teen drivers. If they're driving to school, uh, to know to watch out for the kids walking to the bus stop and also knowing when to stop because you don't want them to get off on the wrong foot and end up with a serious violation because... Uh, you know, if, if you disregard a stop arm, you might as well smile because you're probably on camera and you're going to get caught. Oh, man, such good reminders. Thank you so much, Sergeant Bonner. We appreciate it. There you go, guys. Some great reminders as, again, our two biggest corporations start tomorrow. So there's going to be many more school buses out on these roads. Oh, yeah. incredible. And we have shared that on our social media pages. drivers. Some parents say that means their kids are having to walk nearly an hour back and forth to school on busy roadways without sidewalks. ABC 57's Naja Woods is live at Elkhart High School with the story. Tiffany, with less than a week of school underway, some parents are already voicing their concerns about safety, with students having to walk nearly two miles back and forth to school every single day. I'm a single parent and I work, so it, it's hard for me to try to get her to and from school all the time. Mona Martinez is a working Elkhart parent unable to get her daughter to and from school daily. Her child is among hundreds of other middle, freshmen, and high schoolers who live within a two-mile radius of school and no longer qualify for busing. That frustrates you as a parent. It's like not very many people are able to take their kids to school sometimes. I mean, I can understand if you're like five, ten minutes away, but 45 minutes to an hour away, like that's a lot, like a lot for her. Now, Martinez says she lives right here near Northside Middle School, and that means her child would have to walk over 40 minutes to and from the Elkhart Freshman Division. And I'm going to actually drive the route from here to the Freshman Division just to give you a glimpse of how things would look. The route is just an easy six-minute drive, but walking would require kids to walk along and cross busy streets like Jackson and Johnson, something that Martinez is uneasy about. And it's different if they were having, like, sidewalks or we were, like, in a neighborhood, but this isn't, like, this is an RV industry. Like, come on now. It's too much traffic. It's high-volume traffic over here, so that don't make sense at all. 
Elkhart Community School says the two-mile walk zone radius that was implemented last year because of a school bus shortage is less than ideal. We understand it's a long walk and it's the last thing we wanted to do. Since May of 21, uh, we, we lost a referendum. The referendum was going to help us out immensely as far as be able to go ahead and provide uh, enough monetary as far as to maintain the, the drivers and the helpers that we need. Both parents and the district hope they can find a solution to ensure kids are getting to and from school safely every day. I think that they re need to go back and sit down and rethink their bus uh, situation that they got going on. We will do whatever we can. If we had the capabilities, we would be more than happy to go ahead and, and take care of that. But for the time being, we need to come together as a community and see what we can do to help one another. Now, as the district works to bring on nearly 20 more drivers, they are encouraging those students who may have to walk to find families to carpool with if they can. They're also working with the interurban trolley to try to find routes in the pickup spot within the walk zone radius. But for now, reporting live in Elkhart, Nigel Woods, ABC 57. Okay. I work for Elkhart Community Schools, but being in the cafeteria, if I ever had kids that had to walk two miles, middle school and high school, that would be pretty far, depending on where they lived. Just like in the video, when she drove the route, she left Northside, she drove Northside, she went straight down Bristol, down Johnson, down to Waterfall, and around to get to the freshman division, which is clear over on Blaze Boulevard. Now for anybody to walk that far early in the morning when it's dark, it's probably not the best thing for anybody to do. Yes, there is a bus driver shortage, but there are ways for a child to get to school. If you are needed transportation, the busing system would work quite well. It is a dollar one way or $2 for a day pass. If you go to Northside, you can get on the blue line the blue line actually goes right in front of north side, right past it. If you need to go to the freshman division, depending where you live, you can get on the orange line. And the orange line will get you as far as Waterfall High Rise. If you go to Elkhart High or West Side, you could get on the green line and it will take you in front of West Side and in front of Elkhart High. There is quite a few buses that do travel in front of our middle school. If your child has to go to P. Moran, you can take the red line, which gets you directly in front of it, and it passes by. Find ways to get your t kids to and from school. The trolley right now, as far as I know, if your student has an ID, a student ID, if they have a student ID, they can ride the trolley for free. I believe it has been extended until December of this year. There is a way for Elkhart students to get to and from school on the trolley routes. Hope you find ways to get your kids to and from school, different ways that could help out, maybe doing a carpool. I know that there's individuals who have reached out and said that they will be willing to take kids to school if they live on their route. We need to do our best to keep these kids safe and help them arrive safely to their destination so they can continue on with their education. Take care and have a wonderful day.
You have been listening to Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. If you have a story or item to share, message her on our Facebook group. News Source 1 Michiana. Until next time, remember to stay safe and most importantly, Jesus loves you. Accept him as your Lord and Savior.